where do you see if, if you've interacted with some of these more adult consumers where do you see the disconnect starting to happen the most like when do kids start to lose that that understanding of, of food Ooh, that is an interesting question I, so i'm on twitter as well i don't know if you're involved in that whole ag twitter kind of situation. I'm, I'm i'm very disconnected from twitter i'm trying to learn yeah um <laughs> no it's interesting so um before i became a pca in my past life um well I, i'm still a local representative i'm miss central valley mm-hmm. and in pageants or when i did like promotional modeling when mm-hmm. i kind of saw like a different set of people than from the ag space mm-hmm. i felt the disconnect with their knowledge mm-hmm. and unfortunately as not trying to throw a bunch of people under the bus here but you can't be trusting a instagram blogger guru youtuber yeah. for your information sources mm-hmm. and Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brennan Black, and in today's episode, we're going to have a nice conversation, I think, about where the future of ag education needs to go. And to help me with this episode, I have uh, Marcia. She's going to introduce herself real quick. Hi, my name is Marcia Cripps. So uh, why, don't you, why don't you kind of give a, a description of your experience in the ag industry for our, our listeners? So I'm Marcia. I'm originally from Nanjing, China, and then mm. I came to the United States. I'm adopted. I grew up in mid-Michigan on a corn and soybean farm, mm. and then I came out to the Central Valley of California four years ago um, on, yeah, definitely best risk that I ever took, <laughs> and um, I am a pest control advisor for this local area, and while I've been out here, I've worked closely with the Plant Foundation, and that's where... We work to connect kids to science through agriculture, mm. and thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. I've, I've followed your page for some time. I've kind of seen some of the posts you've made and some of the conversations you've had, and I was very interested in getting your perspective on some of these types of topics. It seems you're fairly passionate about it. Yes, I am. <laughs> I definitely am. Awesome. Well, that's great. Um, so before we, we, we get into the, the conversation part of it, would you mind kind of just explaining what made you want to pursue this career in agriculture and being a PCA? All right. So I grew up around corn and soybeans. So uh, naturally, I grew up around ag and bothered my dad a lot growing up. And I didn't see myself going into a career field in agriculture at all. I went to school at Michigan State as an accounting major. And I took an ag science class as a blow off class because I wanted an easy A. But it wasn't as easy as I predicted. But um, I found out I was more passionate about doing that work. And some and while I was in college, I still volunteered with the local 4-H program that I was a part of, and I really enjoy being around the youth just because that is our future. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's <laughs> how I got into ag, and then I became a pest control advisor because I was selling crop protection, and you kind of need that license <laughs> in order to write a chemical rack. So yeah. <laughs> legally, I was asked to go do it, and awesome. I wanted to follow the law. Cool. Yeah, no, that's a that's definitely a great way to get involved. I mean, I think that most people kind of get their gateway into agriculture at a young age from either 4-H or FFA or at least being involved with one of those Correct. types of organizations. I, I mean, anyone who's listening to this knows that I was heavily involved in FFA and it was just a big part of my life. It's the reason I even started this podcast. So 
Um, what would you say, uh, just from your experience by working with these youth, what, what have you kind of seen is, is the status of the current ag education system? Non-existent. <laughs> so I didn't grow up around the Central Valley, and you guys, your 4-H and FFA program, you are hashtag blessed. <laughs> like, the amount of funding you get, like, I, I'm i blown away. <laughs> like, I, I remember um, in Michigan, we would have to do multiple fundraisers just mm. to be able to go on a small field trip to, like, northern Michigan, mm. let wow. alone, like, an FFA conference. Like, sometimes it just... It had to come out of pocket to go. Wow. Or you just didn't go. Simply. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys are hashtag blessed. And uh, <laughs> it's good to see out here that it is alive and well in the public school system where mm. I, I didn't do FFA because it just wasn't offered in my area. Mm. And I had to make like an hour drive if I even wanted to be a part of it. So it just wasn't worth it, which is too bad because I see the benefit from you and mm. everyone else that has experienced it. And um, yeah, it's unfortunate that across the country as a nation, we don't see ag science or ag literacy for that matter being presented. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, and one of the things that I've advocated for since I was in high school, and I've, I've talked about it in, in full extent on this podcast before, is the idea of, and I know this would be a very difficult thing to implement, but, but having ag classes be part of the required curriculum for, for all you know high school, at least high school, maybe even younger um, I, it, it's, it's a difficult thing to to implement, but I know that some school systems are, are working on that kind of thing right now. It's just not something that's it's easy to get massively spread, and part of that's due to uh, the lack of, of conversations going on about agriculture in, in the public sphere. So, correct. Um, yeah, I think that I think that everyone can kind of benefit from some level of, of agricultural education. I. Correct. Yeah. There is a disconnect. Um, I've seen it. So as part of Plant Foundation, we do these live Zoom Mm -hmm. video calling. Yeah, we did Zoom calling before. It was cool. Nice. We'd go all over the world. I think we've gone as far as South Korea once. And then um, Canada. Yeah, Northern Border. (laughs) Northern Friends. And then um, a lot of rural communities signed up for that course. And I still remember vividly this town. They grew a lot of grains. Mm. And I had... uh, I was teaching our cotton course where I was showing them how we grow cotton here in Kings County. And Mm -hmm. I got to the slide where I was like, Hey, does cotton come from an animal or a plant? And quite a few (laughs) picked plant. I mean, not plant. They picked animal. animal. And, um, I'm glad their parents were not there to see that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've, I've had my fair encounter of similar, uh, question answer situations that kind of left me, uh, somewhat disappointed, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Um, I've actually had people I've been, I've encountered that I've asked, hey, you know, um, what's the difference between a cow and a bull? Full-grown adults, by the way, I've asked, what's the difference between a cow and a bull? And I've had some very interesting answers. <laughs> yeah, that one too, that confuses even grown people. The, yeah. That cotton one, I'll let it slide because this is a group of second graders. Sure, so yeah. So they just, maybe just didn't know any better, but... Yeah, but it, there, there comes a point where, where you know, when adults are, are having a hard time understanding that information, it, it starts to kind of make you question what's what's really being talked about and what people are, are exactly reading and, and listening to. So, Correct. Um, yeah, so definitely. I think that it, it's, an, it's an important conversation to have, not just with the consumer, but but in the ag industry itself. You know, we need to, we need to be talking to those agriculturalists and talk about, you know, why is it important that we teach the public, especially the you know the younger generations, about where their food comes from? And I think we're starting to see that now. It's, it's becoming more and more apparent that, you know, if they don't know, they, their parents start making voting decisions, start making purchasing decisions that Correct. impact our lives. Yes, and then it's just the domino effect it keeps <laughs> going, and uh, Earth isn't going to end anytime soon. No, so. Exactly. 
we better have a good long-term plan. Exactly. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, what uh, you say you, you've worked with second graders before. What what different age groups have you worked with in, in terms of your education programs? K through 12. Mm. So, uh, yeah, um, with a lot of focus from that, like, K through 6th grade range. Gotcha. And then I kind of shift the conversation around, like, 7th, 8th grade to graduation to careers talking mm. about careers because uh a lot of the disconnect at that age for me is that they don't realize all the work that goes in after the commodity has left the farm gate mm. like uh, nobody thinks about logistics right and in my opinion just as a pca and working with growers that's what runs this in- industry yeah logistics no absolutely and yeah I've, I've had similar encounters people i mean I can talk from my own high school experience. Those types of, of careers just aren't specified or, or as, as, as influent or um, what's what I'm looking for, uh, emphasized Correct. as as a lot of the other. I mean, like, you know, when, when you're in an ag classroom in high school, the jobs you learn about are farmer, vet, teacher, mechanic. That's about it. Maybe <laughs> ag business. But, like, I didn't even know that ag communications or being a PCA or some of those uh, careers were even available. And very about lucrative college. careers, too. Exactly. Yeah. And, and a lot, yeah, like you said, a lot of people don't realize the processing and distribution parts of the food chain or, or you know, all of the in-between steps that, that take from getting to farm to play in. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So I think that's where the conversation shifts. But in the lower grades, it's getting them to understand the basics. My favorite course that I teach, it's not agriculture based, but it's called the baloney detector test, mm, where interesting. pretty much I'll take a, like a, a fake news article about ag, mm-hmm. and then we try to figure out if it's uh, baloney or <laughs> cool. actual fact. I like that. <laughs> so I like doing that. The kids get a little kick out of the baloney. So have you seen them, have the kids been able to kind of, like, what? what They've done a really good job. Okay. Um, I found out kids, they're naturally curious and they're Mm. natural scientists. And unfortunately, (laughs) we kind of grow out of that curiosity as we get older. Um, I think you've seen it yourself too. And uh, they do a great job of it when they're given the right tools and not a lot of direction. Like, Mm. I was surprised most of the time I don't really have to give them a lot of direction. They kind of figure it out on their (laughs) own. But... The main takeaway from doing that activity, I think, for every kid that I've encountered is that you just can't take anything for face value. And, yeah, sometimes the best thing you can do is just not share or comment. <laughs> or I, I really like to spread awareness that you need to be able to say it's say, be okay with saying, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, exactly. That's a really good message for them to for them to figure out. It took me a while to kind of figure that out myself. Exactly. <laughs> and it's hard to admit sometimes. It's it is. Easier said than done. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's a, you know, that's a foundation for a lot of issues in, in today's society. But with the ag conversation particularly, it definitely causes a lot of issues on both sides of the conversation there. Correct. Um, so when when it comes to the, like, the fact-checking kind of mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, that you've done with the kids, um, what... What procedure do you go through to help them figure out whether or not something is is worth believing? The scientific method. Mm, We go through that scientific method and we go one by one. You form a hypothesis, which Mm. is, I think this is true, or Mm. I think this is total baloney. (laughs) And then you go through action steps. You gather your information and you repeat, involve a friend, have (laughs) them do their own research, see if you come up with the same thing, and check each other. And I always tell um, people to... Kids mostly. <laughs> I think adults also should t- listen to this too. To that in science, things change. Oh yeah, and you got to be open to that change and be okay with the fact that yes, this might be true today, but mm. if new pieces of information come out and with new innovations, things 
can be different. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a great approach to, to handling that exactly. that style of education. Correct, and, and that it's not black and white. Right. Yeah. And that's, life is not like that. Yeah. No, and that's that's a huge that's a huge thing for for kids to learn. It's a huge thing for adults to learn too, apparently. <laughs> but um, no, I think that's that's great. And one of the things I try to uh, push a lot on on this podcast and when I'm on other people's podcasts is that. I do a, a significant amount of research on all these topics, but I'm by no means an expert. So anything that I say, look it up. And, and if you can find five articles that agree with what I say, then it's probably worth believing. Kind Correct. Of thing. Exactly. And then it's important to build a network too. I learned that as a PCA when you become a professional career person. It's mm-hmm. uh, You're never going to know everything. Right. But yeah. you can always count on your network and your mentors to know more than you do and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That, that's a great, that's a great thing to, to take away. So when it comes to, I know you're, you're more oriented towards the, the kids side of things. Correct. Um, I've been taking somewhat of a, of a different approach to my education style of the podcast. I usually talk to uh, more adult consumers. Correct. Where do you see, if, if you've interacted with some of these more adult consumers, where do you see the disconnect starting to happen the most? Like when do kids start to lose that, that understanding of, of food? Ooh, that is an interesting question. I, so I'm on Twitter as well. I don't know if you're involved in that whole egg Twitter kind of. Situation. I'm, I'm I'm very disconnected from Twitter. I'm trying to learn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's interesting. So um, before I became a PCA I, in my past life, um, well, I, I'm still a local representative. I'm Miss Central Valley, mm-hmm. and in pageants or when I did like promotional modeling when Mm -hmm. I kind of saw like a different set of people than from the ag space. Mm -hmm. I felt the disconnect with their knowledge. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, as not trying to throw a bunch of people under the bus here, but you can't be trusting a Instagram blogger, guru, YouTuber for your information sources. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to point a blame at anybody or an institution, but I feel like, uh, growing up, learning the scientific method or being able to think critically mm-hmm. wasn't pushed. And that's where I think that conversation when you were talking about earlier to get ag science into the public school system, mm-hmm. we need to be teaching these kids how to think critically. Oh, absolutely. And that's something, yeah, I completely agree. That's something I've been advocating for forever. I mean, I'm, I'm studying to be a teacher right now. So that's, that's, something, right. Yeah, that's something I'm really trying to to influence is that, you know, these kids need to be taught how to think, not what to think. Correct. And then, yeah, as, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, but everybody's on their phones now. That's yeah. uh, adults too. <laughs> and a lot of the demographic that I've seen that is very much confused or doesn't quite understand what's fact or baloney mm-hmm. um, is in that generation where, I guess, what is it? Not as a millennial or so it's, Gen Z. Or, yeah, it's, yeah, it's millennial then Cusper then Gen Z. Oh, I've not heard of that one. Okay, it's it's that's that's my generation is kind of a weird. Yes, a, but I don't want to point that finger at a generation because I've also seen much older yeah. people in an older demographic also be very much confused. Yeah. So I think the best thing we can do is to have conversations like this that are candid and have an open dialogue. Mm. Um on a podcast or just in our everyday homes. And I'm so glad that when I go on social media now, I do see more like, man, I hate to say ag influencers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At least I didn't say the other word. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that you definitely have a point. And I think that ag has been somewhat at a disadvantage um, for a a while now because, you know, 
for, for the longest time, agriculture's main focus was just producing the best product it can. And that still should be a Correct. primary focus. But as the communication industry, quote unquote, evolved, the yeah. women from listening to radio and watching TV to now we're on Facebook every day and Instagram and, you know, we're listening to podcasts. Like as, as media evolved, agriculture just didn't catch that train quite as quickly. Yes. And that kind of put us behind the ball a little bit. Correct. We're at a disadvantage and I hate to say it, but I almost feel like we're a good 10 years behind everybody mm-hmm. else when... We should have been here 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. And that's yeah. why I always advocate for those who, who have a social media presence or, or who at least understand how social media can be used and, and they support agriculture. Yeah, yeah. They, they, need to, they need to use that to the, best of its, to the best of their ability to try to promote that message. Yes, and also uh, not be afraid to take that message outside of the ag space. Exactly. And unfortunately, uh, unintentional or intentionally, we sometimes end up... Preaching to the choir, which is okay. Like if you're doing an ad for like uh, herbicides, then mm. yeah, I hope you're preaching to the choir <laughs> and you're not going <laughs> right to somebody that's like works in I don't know, like works as an accountant. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> that no, makes exactly. no sense. Yeah. No, and, and that's something that I. It, that's another thing that it, it kind of took me a while to figure out. But I've I've been working really hard with the with the podcast. I've seen a couple other people try it too, but going to those non-ag communities and, and bringing the message back to them and not not the message of, hey, you guys should support your local farmers, the message of like, here's here's a way that you can relate to what we're doing here. Exactly. Like, I'll give you an example. So in an episode, actually it's the episode that went up uh, at the time of recording a week, uh, this last week, but at the time of, of posting, it's been a couple months now, of um, we did an episode with, with my buddy Patrick and oh, yeah. <laughs> him and I were talking about just robots and we we're talking about ag tech and all this fun stuff and he knows i'm a fan of star wars and so he all right yeah he, he asked me which Canon or <laughs> I, so legends is is, is okay. it depends on the legends but i i follow it all but um he asked me which star wars droid i thought would be the best farming robot which was a very oh, interesting conversation okay. and we had about a 10 minute discussion about it which was really fun and I actually took that question and went to an online Star Wars community. And I said, guys, I actually did an episode on my podcast where we talked about which Star Wars would make a fun farming robot because we use a lot of robots in agriculture. And I kind of explained Correct. the premise to him. And I brought that question to the to the panel. And people were, like, excited about it. They were you know, conversing about it. They were debating about it. And it was really cool to see people talk That's about awesome. agriculture, but in a Star Wars context. I like that. <laughs> I like that idea. It's like connecting them to ag through Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah, and I've done that with video games. I've done it with movies. I mean, like anything you can use to relate to ag. If if it if it because one of the things I've seen is that people say all the time, "Well, we need to speak their language," and they they think that means just dumbing down the message. That's no. not that's not how you communicate with them. Mm-hmm. You have to put it in a, in a context that they can relate to and understand. Correct. You got to make like you said your Star Wars example. <laughs> you got to make that example for them. Or for me, I feel like. Uh, for beauty, mm-hmm. the, the beauty industry, or like especially young women around my age that are trying to be healthy and fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to talk about chocolate milk, so I'm really <laughs> into running and working out. And there are so many ads that I can't like, I can't even <laughs> narrow it down for recovery drinks. Oh yeah. And still, I would rather go to a local dairy like Rosa's or Top of the Morn mm-hmm. and drink chocolate milk. I get way more recovery out of doing that than drinking some like fruit powder thing <laughs> yeah and that's 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 a you know that's a great way to like if you can hit them right where they're where they care about most that's like exactly. the easiest way like i have a, a i don't know if you know tyler Rivero. he's a local dairyman um he has he has a he has an instagram page called california dairy dad i'm pretty sure i follow it yeah. okay so him and i did an episode a, a little while back and he talks about it in his you know in the episode we did that he 
because his his entire page is based around how he raises his kids and you know how he spends mm-hmm. a bunch of time with his family but he incorporates it to the dairy that he owns and awesome. so he goes on pages where they talk about kids and you know like childhood development and all this kind of stuff and he posts pictures of him playing with his kids and there's a cow in the background and everyone's like wait what's the cow for and so he like he he like almost like subliminally but that's not the word i'm looking for but he basically brings agriculture to them in a context right. that they could understand and care and then about. it's a natural right yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not yeah, natural it's, that he's bringing it up right you're not just like trying to shove it down their throat at that point you're exactly. letting them accept it in in their own way exactly so i think that that is one of the uh, it, it's, it's definitely one of the newest approaches we've taken to ad communications, but I think it, it has one that has a lot of potential to be a, a good way of communicating. I agree, and then I'm just like glad that now there's more people that aren't afraid to share what mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah, and that's a big thing that I have noticed as well, is that a lot more it's, it's, it's more popular with the younger generation of agriculturalists, or, or people at least involved in support, support, supporting the industry, but a lot of people nowadays are starting to see the value in transparency. Exactly. And like we have, you know, I've talked to a couple of hog farmers and some dairymen and Tyler's one of them that they believe that the more you hide, and I believe this as well, the more you hide, the more they have to fear. Exactly. And so by exposing as much of the industry as possible, by explaining it and, and in a way that they can understand that, that helps, you know, that conversation become a lot more uh, smooth. Exactly. Especially when it comes to like talking about chemicals. Yes. And ag. I know that's a sensitive topic to... <laughs> Anybody, both inside and outside. Right, yeah. And being able to just explain it in terms that are easy to understand Mm -hmm. is the key. And also being open to having that conversation. And yeah, I really hope that any PCAs or CCAs that are listening to it are going to be more open to talking to their friends that are outside of ag yeah exactly it's not as scary once you go over it (laughs) no exactly and yeah you know like you said everyone hears chemicals and they think oh no you know like we're gonna die yeah (laughs) cancer and poison and why are you putting it on my food and yeah it becomes a a very dangerous conversation but if you explain to them like hey you know we put these things on your food that way it's safer not not more dangerous exactly or seed treatments too i found out uh, a close friend of mine was afraid of seed treatments and The best uh, way that I could explain it to her, I'm like, you put sunscreen on every day. <laughs> honestly, it's just putting sunscreen yeah. on the seed and protecting it. Yeah, no, exactly. And 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 I think once you, like I was talking to a, a, a buddy of mine from Canada on an episode and he was asking me, because he has kids and he wants to start a little garden, he was asking me different questions about it. And, and uh, he had mentioned something about, um, you know, like, how, how can we, like, what's... How do we know that the food that we eat in the store is like not covered in pesticides? And I was like, well, it's important to understand the steps through has, that has to go through before. First of all, the steps the pesticide has to go through to get approved, and second mm-hmm. of all, the steps the food has to go through before it hits your shelf. There's a whole cleaning process. There's a whole, you know, there's a testing person yeah. that comes around, and hey, mm-hmm. if it doesn't, and we're pretty strict about it in the U.S., if it right. doesn't hit a certain number. Out. Yeah, exactly. And so after I explained that to him, he was like, oh, I didn't realize there was a whole like you know process. Whole, yeah, and and after explaining that, excuse me. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I cut that out. No, but... you're okay. So you probably have editing powers. So. Oh yeah, no, I've learned a few tricks. Good. But, um, yeah, but so after explaining that, he mm-hmm. was he was like, oh, I didn't realize there was a whole process to that. That makes me feel a lot better. Exactly. So it, it's just a matter of you know helping them understand that we don't just you know throw it in the ground and as soon as it's grown up we put it on the shelf like there's exactly there's a lot of hands that touch that food exactly and that's why i'm glad that i um yeah i, I love tiktok i'm just gonna go on ahead and just admit it right okay. now that's why i love tiktok because you see all these behind the scenes oh that, yeah that uh, i don't think gets shared on other social media platforms and yeah if you're trying to hit at least for me I, my target is children mm. that's where i need to be at and then on Twitter, I found out that's more of an adult space mm-hmm. that I talk to and uh, more of a 
professional space, kind of semi-professional space. But uh, no, it's good to have a dialogue. I think that's the most important takeaway with no matter yeah. who you're talking about. Not a monologue, but a dialogue. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's always been, that's that's a big thing that I, I push as well. It doesn't matter if you change their mind as long as you introduce the information they absorb it properly. Exactly. Like, it, it's just a matter of, are they willing to talk about it? And, and if they are, then you've already made tremendous strides. Exactly. And then, yeah, and also... Don't be upset whenever you see, this is my, uh, I guess one of my pet peeves is whenever I see something that happens against ag or whenever the ag community feels attacked, like I hate to bring it up again, but that Burger King situation, (laughs) which I'm glad that people did complain and that it Mm -hmm. did end up causing some kind of change. But I still remember that day I went on, it didn't matter what social media platform I was on, except TikTok. (laughs) That's why I like TikTok. It didn't show it. It just showed people dancing. Yeah. Um, was I just saw that video? Yeah, uh, and uh, I have followers on Twitter that have nothing to do with that, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They thought it was positive because they saw right. it being reshared so much. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I know uh, there's a lot of feelings hurt in that one, but uh, yeah, it goes back to whenever I tell my kids. Sometimes it's best just not to share it. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I've I've had that conversation as well, and that's. I, I've been meaning to do an episode on the Burger King episode, the whole thing that, that went on, but I, just, I haven't found the right context to talk about it in, but it's an mm-hmm. important conversation to have because, you know, a kid might see that and, and wonder, you know, why are all the farmers mad at this? Or an adult might see that and wonder why are all the farmers mad about this kind exactly. of thing. Like, you know, lower methane, that sounds like a great thing. And so you have to explain to them, you know, what this means for agriculture and, and what... And also how much of a percentage of agriculture is to that whole pie. Exactly. Of- yeah. Greenhouse yeah. gases. Right. And, yeah. and yeah, it, it's just an understanding of knowing who you're talking about and who you're talking to that's kind of missed from that conversation. I don't know if you follow him. Uh, I think his last name is Dr. Foley. He, yeah, you'd have to look this up later. Okay. He has an awesome presence on social media, and he had a um, he talked about that whole Burger King situation, mm-hmm. and he had this amazing graphic that showed how small of a sliver like, oh. huh. that was. And then the biggest part of the pie was actually electricity so interesting yeah like you know everything that powers your house to <laughs> yeah charging your car up and yeah yeah that was the biggest pie or like wow. uh your oven for yeah. example and you just don't think about it but it adds up because yeah everybody uses electricity yeah no, absolutely that's and that's really interesting nobody's outraged about that so. right yeah well it's i mean and, and we don't have to go too far down this rabbit mm-hmm. hole but it, it's you know it's, it's worth mentioning that and since we're on this topic that Whenever when everybody stayed inside for for a long period of time, the 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 numbers you know went down, and ag was still going. So I mean, there's yeah. there's a certain like oh yeah, we didn't stop. No, yeah, that's, we we couldn't. You know, the the cows don't take Christmas off. Like exactly, gotta... yeah, the bugs still showed up. I still had to spray for them. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's it's just, but the consumer doesn't think about those things, and it's difficult. Like I, in high school, I learned that you know it's almost like like the norm to to blame the consumer for not knowing and that's not the right mindset exactly. to have because you know how how do we expect them to know when we're not teaching them exactly. and and so i've i've kind of shifted my my thinking on that you know over the past few months after mm-hmm. talking to people about this and and figuring out that they're not against us they just don't know and yeah and it's not anybody's fault really right yeah. yeah exactly and so it's it's just a matter of and i think that i think that a lot of people in agriculture need to kind of have that realization as well and Correct. you know realize that if they would just 
teach them about what's going on instead of just saying, well, they're not going to get it. We're not going to get it. We're not going to yeah, try. Yeah, and also the struggle that I'm having, too, is finding out what's in it for them because, right. yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I still don't even know how my iPhone is made. <laughs> well, actually, no, never mind. I take it back. I, I did watch a documentary, and it's actually really scary. Yes, um, it is. There's a lot of, like, child labor stuff that I don't want to go into that mm, yeah, freaks exactly. me out. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, average person doesn't know how an iPhone is made, right. and they don't complain about it because, well, what's in it? them right. so and i think god uh, yeah i'll be honest i don't have an answer to that and mm. i'm still trying to with kids i found out uh this is why i like being miss central valley so mm-hmm. much is that when you're talking to an audience of five-year-olds they see like a crown on a young lady's head <laughs> they're like oh my gosh you're a princess and right getting that attention i found out that first like five minutes of undivided attention is so hard mm-hmm. and that's the only example i can think of right now where i can bypass that right yeah no exactly i think that that's a good i mean i don't know if, you, if you're familiar with the Excuse me, with the dairy princesses that Correct. we have here. Yes. Like they have a very similar uh, stance Approach. on that. Yeah. They they're able to take that kind of, you know, royal, almost like 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 fantastic kind of like fantasy yeah, kind of like exactly. approach to it. Like because like, that's how kids think. They think very visually. And so like when they see something they look at that's very pretty and very like, oh that's cool, she's a princess, they're they're almost like more inclined to trust it kind of. Exactly. Thing. So now to find that for an older generation. <laughs> right. And I think and I you know, there's yeah. still a lot to be uh, to be explored and experimented with in terms of how to communicate with them properly. But I think kind of the approach I was talking about earlier, finding what, what matters to them and putting it in the context of what matters to them exactly. might be the, you know, the golden goose that we have of getting that word I agree. Across. And being creative too and artistic. Exactly. Yes. And and I've, I've seen people that actually take very creative approaches to that kind of conversation. And, and it's, I'm trying to think of, of what I saw the other day. But people, I mean, I think that if, if we start to have the conversation of – the conversation I've seen, and even from the ag side of this, has been kind of uh, more vocal about this in the non-ag side, which I think is kind of something we need to tell the farmers they need to stop it. But we've seen a lot of the farmers over here and the consumers over here, and that's how it needs to stay kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that if we think about it more of the perspective of we're all in this together, you know, we need the consumers as much as they need us, mm-hmm. then, then we can start to kind of incorporate like – you know, why don't we have agricultural artists or agricultural, uh, you know, like people involved in, in different industries that are still advocating for agriculture. Exactly. And, you know, bringing those mediums to different groups that they're not being brought to. Correct. Yes. And then I also think we need to, this is a whole other bigger problem too, <laughs> but we need to find different ways to distribute food. Yes. As well. And, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, I know it's harder with because it's a food commodity product, but right. uh, being able to ship it to people's houses, especially mm-hmm. after this whole COVID thing. Right. I, mean, I hate making the comparison, but like uh, the beauty industry, for example, like mm-hmm. before you just go to the drugstore and you get like <laughs> mascara. I know you're not, you can't relate to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if you do, I mean, that's totally cool too. Make <laughs> for everybody. Good. And like now you buy from your favorite influencer right. and you buy it on like their website storefront. Right. And I'm starting to see ag also go in that direction. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something we should explore and just see what happens. Yeah. You don't know until you try. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that kind of ties into another thing that I, I was meaning to bring up with this conversation that I think a lot of, of people are missing on both sides is that you know farmers have a personality and if they, if they show that personality that helps way more than, than they tend to think. Exactly. And then for me growing up uh, I never saw a farmer or somebody on the production side of ag that looked like myself. So mm. to, I know nobody <laughs> can see this. But <laughs> I'm Chinese, Japanese, American. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, I 
just never saw another female minority right. as an agronomist or a PCA or CCA until I moved out here. Then I saw more people of color, which is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's another important thing too, that uh, a farmer doesn't have a stereotypical look. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and and that's, you know, that's another thing. People, when they think of farmer, they think of, you know, the guy in, in overalls with pitchfork and he's milking his one cow. Yeah. Yep. The fact that the farmer as an image has evolved so much over time. And if we start introducing that as like, hey, look, you know, farmers come in all kinds of shapes, sizes and colors. Like, exactly. And, and if we introduce the idea that, you know, like, because I think that people who have the perspective of a farmer, they, they think of one of two things, either like I said earlier, or they think of some kind of business tycoon that's just out to make money and he's just like a corporate, you know. Exactly. And if we introduce the idea that like these guys have families too, they're eating the food that, that is being grown, that they're, you know, they're consumers as much as you're a consumer kind of thing, then that might help them understand. Exactly. A little bit easier at least. Yeah. <laughs> now if we could only just replicate this everywhere. <laughs> right. It's just a matter of, you know, it, it's, a, it's a long road ahead, but it's just a matter of, like you said, you know, we're 10 years behind in this thing. We need to really push it as far as we as far as we can and try different things and see what works and what doesn't. Well, I have hope. I mean, there's young people like yourself <laughs> and a lot of other young people all mm-hmm. around the world that are stepping up to the plate. I think uh, doing something such as this is mm-hmm. that one or two steps forward. And I feel like if everybody just takes a couple steps forward and actively participates, we'll get there. I sure hope so. I, I have hope as well. And I think that it's just a matter of, you know, people like us and people like, like I mentioned earlier who, who have the passion for it and who care about it getting out there and, and just making sure that they make sure their voice is heard. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, and then I think as a community, too, we got to be willing to help everybody out. Yes, exactly. And, and work together, not against each other. Right. And and, and do our best to make sure that everyone understands what's, what's being, what, what the long-term and short-term consequences are of every action we make. Exactly. No, so. I like this. Yeah, no, I think I think, I think it's You're a fun... You're doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks. I, I think it's a fun project. And it's definitely one that is kind of an early stage of, of what I'm trying to develop. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what I want to do with this, but I'm just kind of trying to have the conversation flowing and see where it takes me kind of thing. Exactly. No, I think this is a great idea. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. You should have, like, a Star Wars episode now. <laughs> I, I've, I've considered doing specialized episodes. It's just like, okay, today we're going to talk about Star Wars and ag. How are we going to bring these two together kind of thing? Or like, exactly. Yeah. Know, like, I'm actually going to record an episode with uh, with these guys I met online. We're going to talk about movies and how they relate to ag. Like, we're going to talk about the Martian and you know how he, oh, yeah. how, he raises, how he grows potatoes on Mars and how that could be related to Oh, yeah, the one with Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, just like fun stuff like that, try to bring more of a, you know, like I said, a relatable medium to them. Exactly. So. No, I agree. Awesome. Um, Any I other mean, questions? Uh, I or? think that's pretty much. I think that, that I think that was a pretty good conversation okay. we've yeah. had. Um, I really can't think of anything else. I don't know if you if you have anything else you want to add to that. Uh, no, I think we hit the main points that we needed to. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on. It was definitely. Oh yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you were like close by. <laughs> it makes it definitely a lot easier than having a phone yeah, call. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, no, I did this with a what was it? Rap? Rob Sharkey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like via phone call, and it was like, and I was like driving down the road. Too. Oh yeah. <laughs> like you could hear like the background noise and. Yeah. I, no. Like I was like walking fields that day, and like I like pulled in, and like God, uh, the ranch manager walked by, and he was like, "Hey, Marshall, what are you doing?" And like I'm doing a thing, like leave me alone. Like, yeah. No, the audio is definitely one of the hardest things to work with with, yeah. with this whole thing, but. Love, I've, I've been fairly fortunate for the, for the second season. Most people are either you know able to come in person, or if they're not, they at least have their own like they can they can record using their own software and they can mm-hmm. send it to me kind of thing, That's which has awesome. been very nice. So yeah, yeah, this is this is much more That's ideal. So cool. Yeah, so. 
So, uh, like, what range of guests, like, I've heard, obviously, this past, this mm. current season, but, mm. like, before, was it just mainly, like, ag space then? Yeah, so that was kind of the issue I was trying to get out of, was that I was preaching to the choir, like we yeah. talked about earlier. I was basically having the conversation with farmers for farmers, and it wasn't getting anywhere. What but about local scientists that are curious? I, I actually did bring in a couple of soil scientists from the USDA, yeah. which is really cool to oh, talk to. Oh, that's awesome. And I was yeah. trying to bring in more of those types of, and I'm, I'm, I'm always open to having conversations of... Uh, with people of those mm-hmm. backgrounds. Some trees are out here that's a... Uh, re- <sighs> just talk to that individual. I'll think of it. Uh, th- their specialization was climate change. Oh, cool. So when you said the whole <laughs> yeah. the Burger King thing. Yeah, like, no, I, yeah. I, I'd be willing to... Basically, the, the whole point of the second season is to just have conversations about things people are not having conversations about. And, mm-hmm. and really, is to try to bring it to the consumer and really just... You know, be direct and bring consumers on here and talk yeah, about these kinds exactly. of things, but but also have the conversation of like, you know, what's what, what are we missing? You know, what do we need to be talking about more? What's... Ooh, actually, I got an idea. Talking about race and discrimination, mm-hmm. I know that's a hard topic to go over. And <laughs> right. You have to have a good person that's comfortable and trained to talk about it. Right. But, uh, yeah, without it falling into it. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, as a woman too, I'd um, I, as much as I, it hurts. Hurts me to say this, but uh, there's just some things that I go through that mm-hmm. a lot of my male coworkers don't have to worry about, and that's something as small as like finding a safe place to park. Right. Sometimes, especially at trade shows before COVID, like sure. it's uh, like the World Ag Expo here in Tulare. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tulare's a safe place, but yeah. during that time, there's people from all over of, the place. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of different types of people there. And <laughs> yeah, and well, and so, well, when you're working like a booth, you work late and right. I'm not going to lie, it's scary walking to your car sometimes. Oh yeah, I bet. And you have like a bunch of boxes and mm-hmm. you're not like in a strong state. Right, yeah, I, I can't imagine that's that's a, a kind yeah. of position to be in. Exactly. To so, Sometimes um, I'm very lucky I'm not surrounded by too many of these characters, but mm. um, I mean, I felt it where I don't know if I'm being judged sure. on my merit or yeah giving a fair shot at something yeah no i think i think that you know having conversations about you know yeah. who all is involved in these kinds of things and, and what they do and what purpose they serve is, is very important exactly so, so yeah no i look I, forward I, to hearing all the rest of these <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah thank you know thanks again for for re, or i guess i reached out but for you know responding and, and no for being worries. involved and yeah um, yeah look, I look forward, forward to, to our live oh yeah as well too mm-hmm. I, yeah uh, i mean this episode is going to go up probably a little bit after we do okay. that, but I mean, people oh, are listening to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, people will be like, oh yeah, this is when they recorded it. But um, yeah, no, I definitely look forward to, you know, doing more, you know, conversation style things with, with you and with people. Of your, yeah, and then I'm close know. by too. So, yeah, you, know, you yeah. can always do like Love a follow up or something. Yeah, exactly. that, that'd be great. So um, yeah, I think that that's, that's all I have for this. Do you have a Twitter? I, I do. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll add yeah. you. Um, yeah, and then, oh yeah, and if you have anything you want to plug for the episode, by all means, you can add that as well. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it, it, anywhere you want people to find you or, or to Perfect, pitch your yeah. stuff. Um, I'm gonna like create my own website finally. <laughs> Perfect. I'm trying to do the same thing right now. So that's my personal, and then the other one just talk back to me. Um, but yeah, so I you know just kind of wrapping up things here. You know, like thank all our guests and listeners and everyone listening and, and tuning in, and you know, I, I think that. Anytime we can have conversations about these things uh, is a good thing, you know, no matter where it goes or what side people are on about it. Um, so, yeah, for anyone listening, if you have any questions for Marsha, you know, reach out. She seems to be very talkative and likes to have, <laughs> likes to, okay. likes to have conversations with people. Uh, not in a bad way. I mean, I, I mean that, you know, she has a lot of live streams and a lot of people, you know, interactions with the community and that kind of thing. So it's it's 
it's good to have people like that out there. I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> good save there. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't want that to come across as. No, you're okay. Okay. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So yeah. Thanks all you for tuning in. Did you have anything you wanted to plug before we close out here? Uh, I guess. Yeah. You guys can reach out to me anytime. <laughs> My DMs are always open. Um, and it can be about anything. Seriously, even if it's just event. Uh, mental health is very important. Mm-hmm. I know we didn't cover that today, but very important right now in ag and uh, you can find me at at uh, crop queen marcia mm. yeah cool. so uh can't wait to get to know you all and uh thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for having me today yeah and, and thank you know thank you for coming on I'll, I'll link all that in the description but that's that's all we have and don't forget if you ate today thank a farmer mm-hmm.